Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 638. We're looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Let's read our passage. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul's under house arrest in Rome. We see this in the end of the book of Acts. He had written some letters earlier in his imprisonment. We think this is toward the end of his imprisonment. He's writing this letter to the Philippians, church he's had a long history with, has been very supportive of him. Epaphroditus has come and visited him from Philippi, brought a gift, a monetary gift, to support Paul. And Paul's sending Epaphroditus back to Philippi with this letter of encouragement. He's still in this introductory section, and he's basically voicing this prayer about them. He's talked about how he thanks God for them, for their partnership in the gospel. And here he's continuing in this prayer. So verse 9, he says, And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment. Now, this is not a rebuke. He's not saying there's a problem with your love. He's saying that your love should keep on growing. Because he said earlier that he prays with joy when he prays about them. So he's not mourning, oh, I wish those... Philippians would just love one another. What he's praying is that they would continue to grow in their love. That's the sort of thing we all can grow in. There's no end to the growth that's available for our love. Now, is this love for God or love for one another? Well, there's no object to it. So I think it's best to keep that as open as love fairly generic, which would be, as Paul talks about love, love for God and love for one another. So I think he's talking about both, your love for God and one another. And that's where we all can grow in that area, our love for God and our love for one another. And in fact, the the literal translation here is a little stronger than the English here. He says, just that your love will keep on growing. Well, literally says, I pray that your love still more and more abound. And abound has that nuance of fullness, even to excess. So this is prayed, not just keep on growing, but more and more abound. So he's praying just that they would be overflowing with love, love for God and love for one another. And growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment. Now Paul kind of spoke against knowledge in his letters to the Corinthians, that's because they thought they knew a lot and that they were pretty puffed up about knowledge. And there he bounced love and knowledge off of each other, saying, love is better than knowledge. He uses a different word for knowledge here. Usually the word for knowledge is gnosis. And that's where we uh, get the name for the Gnostics, as they believed they had special knowledge. Paul uses the word here, epinosis. Epi means over or above. And when he uses it, he uses it several times in his letters, but he uses it always in the context of 
knowledge of God and Christ Jesus. So your love keep growing in knowledge, well, knowledge of the things of God, knowledge of the things of Christ, and every kind of discernment. Now, the word that gets translated discernment here, this is the only place it occurs in the New Testament. Several times we see the English word discernment in different translations, and there's, there's words that basically mean the same thing, judgment, perception, discernment. But this is the only time this particular Greek word appears that gets translated as discernment. Now, it does occur in the Greek translation of the Old Testament. The Septuagint occurs 27 times in the Septuagint, 22 of those times in the book of Proverbs. So I think Paul's using a word that's common in Proverbs here. And, and the nuances of that word in Proverbs is it's a, it's a practical understanding. And he uses every kind of discernment or all discernment. Not that you would understand all things, but the, the nuances here is it's the practical understanding, insight into all kinds of situations as they arise. So what he's basically saying here is he's praying that their love for God and for one another will just keep growing and growing in abundance in knowledge of things of God and the ability to make practical application of that knowledge, understand the situations as they arise from a spiritual perspective. And it continues at verse 10, so that, so your love keep growing in knowledge and discernment, so that, this is what he wants to come out of that, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. So approve the things that are superior. By approve, he doesn't mean check off and say this is okay, but approve means to determine what is best. And so he say approve the things that are superior. He's basically saying choose the better way. And that comes out of that every kind of discernment and knowledge. Knowledge of the things of God and then this every kind of discernment, the ability to have this insight into all kinds of situations that crop up, and then choose the better way. So as life throws things at you with this knowledge of God and ability to discern, you're now able to choose the appropriate course of action, which will be honoring to God, following the, the knowledge of God, and then maybe pure or blameless in the day of Christ. What he's saying here is, be ready for Christ's return. Then verse 11, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, fruit of righteousness, that's actually an Old Testament phrase. A couple of places it crops up are Proverbs 11.30, Amos 6.12. And so fruit, that's what comes out. And it's the fruit that comes from a right relationship with God. If you just take this little passage here, verses 9 through 11, what is Paul praying? He's praying that their love would grow, their love for God and their love for one another. And that growing in this knowledge of God, that is known about the things of God, and discernment, the ability to live rightly. And as a result of that, they'll make the best choices. And by doing that, they'll be ready for Christ's return. 
but then the output from their lives, and I think this is that what's coming out of verse 11, the fruit of the righteousness, the output from our lives when we're doing this, when we're growing in our love for God and one another, we're growing in our knowledge of God, growing in our ability to make the best choices, and then making those choices, being ready for Christ, there's an output that comes from our lives. And what that means, we're basically living for Christ at that point, which brings glory and honor and praise to the Lord. So all this comes from God, this ability to love, this ability to grow in love, grow in knowledge, grow in discernment, be able to make these proper choices. That's all empowered by God, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then it plays out in our lives. And, and when that happens, that actually brings praise and glory to God as people see our lives lived out for the Lord. So it's a great prayer that Paul's praying here. He's basically praying these guys will just keep growing in love and in obedience and maturity and their relationship with God. And then as a result of that, they'll be ready for Christ's return and they'll be living lives that bring glory and praise to the Lord. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.